أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم آية نمبر 72 لقد كفر الذين قالوا Certainly those people have disbelieved who have said What have they said? إن الله هو المسيح ابن مريم That indeed Allah, He is the Messiah, the son of Maryam. Meaning those people who say that Allah is Isa a.s. That Isa a.s. is Allah. That Allah is Isa a.s. That they are the same basically. Whoever says that, Allah says such people have disbelieved. Their iman is invalid. It is rejected. It doesn't carry any weight. So over here we see that the kufr of the Christians is being mentioned. Their iman is being rejected. Now remember that when it comes to Christians, there were many different beliefs that they had about Isa a.s. about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some said that Isa a.s. is the son of Allah. Others said that no, he is God himself. And even today you will find all these differences within them. People are confused that what are we supposed to believe in? Is Jesus God or is He Son of God? A manifestation of God? What is He? Who is He? You will find this confusion in them. And from this came the belief of Trinity, that they're basically three, but they're in reality one. How it can be, Allahu A'lam, how they understand this. But they say that, إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْمَسِيحُ بْنُ مَرْيَمُ They say that indeed Allah, He is Isa, the son of Maryam. So Allah says, such people, their iman is not accepted. They are committing kufr. وَقَالَ الْمَسِيحُ And the Masih, meaning Isa a.s. He himself said, يَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلُ O children of Israel, أُعْبُدُ اللَّهَ You should worship Allah, who is Rabbi, my Lord, وَرَبَّكُمْ And He's also your Lord. That when Isa a.s. called people to the worship of Allah, and when he said that Allah is my Lord and your Lord, then how can he be God? A God calls people to his own worship, not to the worship of someone else. So if Isa a.s. called people to worship Allah, then that means that he was not God, he was not Allah. وَقَالَ الْمَسِيحُ يَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلُ أُعْبُدُ اللَّهَ رَبِّي وَرَبَّكُمْ And when he said, Allah is my God, my Lord, then what does it mean? That he was a human being. He was makhluq. He is creation. And creation is not God. Creation is not the child of God. So, وَقَالَ الْمَسِيحُ يَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلُ أُعْبُدُ اللَّهَ رَبِّي وَرَبَّكُمْ And we see that the first thing that Isa a.s. said when he was in the cradle was what? Inni Abdullah. Indeed, I am the servant of Allah. That's the first thing that Isa a.s. spoke. First thing he ever said. So when he was a servant of Allah, how could he be God? And Isa a.s. he said, إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ Indeed, whoever associates partners with Allah, فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ Then certainly Allah has forbidden on him paradise. Meaning such a person cannot enter Jannah. So when Isa a.s. made this so clear to the people, that whoever does shirk is not entering Jannah, then how is it possible that he would tell people to worship him? How is it possible that he would be God? He is not. He is a human being. And the abode of such a person, who? The one who associates partners with Allah, his abode is the fire. And for the wrongdoers, there is absolutely no one to help them.
They have no helpers. Ansar is the plural of Nasir or Nasir. So we see that Isa what he taught was pure Tawheed. He called people to the worship of Allah alone. And there are numerous verses in the Bible today as well, which show to us that he called people to the worship of who? Allah. And he negated shirk. And we see here that when a person commits shirk, then the door to paradise is closed for him, no matter who he is. Once shirk is committed, entry into Jannah is not possible. وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنصَارِ The Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ لَا يَدُخُلُهَا إِلَّا نَفْسٌ مُسْلِمَةٌ That Jannah, none can enter it except a Muslimah soul. Muslimah meaning one who has surrendered to who? Allah alone. Only such a person will enter Jannah. No one else besides them. Because the thing is that one who associates partners with Allah, in reality he is committing the greatest crime. What do we learn? Inna shirka lazulmun azim. Whether it is by saying that Allah has a child or he has a spouse or na'udhu billah, whatever kind of shirk is done, it is not acceptable. It's the greatest crime, the greatest wrong action. And if you think about it, shirk is what? Associating someone with Allah. And being associated with someone in something that you alone have right over, in something that is unique to you, is something that human beings also don't tolerate. Like for example, if there's a woman, and she learns that her husband wants to marry another woman, would she ever tolerate that? I mean, yes, there are some women who do, but generally, women cannot even imagine to share their husband with somebody. Why? Because my husband is mine. Mine. Not anybody else's. Likewise, if you have a particular position in a company, that's yours. And if you're told, well, we're also hiring another person who has the same title, who will do the same work like you, how do you feel? Threatened. That am I not good enough? Am I not doing the work properly? That there is supposed to be another person who's going to share the work with me? No, this is not fair. I can do it myself. Thank you very much. Little children even don't tolerate this. That as soon as there is a younger sibling, they get jealous. So imagine people because of some unique qualities that they may have or some things that they believe they have right over because they bought them or they got them first. They don't like to share with others. And what do we own? Just the things of this dunya. These little, little things. And we don't like to share with others then how can we ever imagine that the Khaliq and Malik of As-Samawati wal-Ard, he would like that somebody else is prostrated to? Someone else, people make dua to him? No. If we don't like it for ourselves, when we are so small, so small, so weak, then how can we think that Allah should forgive someone who does shirk? If somebody has taken our things, we can never forgive them. Never. And when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we think that it's okay and Allah should forgive? No. لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا Allah says, certainly those people have disbelieved. Who? Those who say, إِنَّ اللَّهَ الثَّالِثُ ثَلَاثَ Who say that Allah is the third of three. Meaning He is one of three. One of three as in one of three gods. This is also a prevalent Christian belief. That there are some in fact, there are many who believe in the concept of Trinity. 
who believe that Allah is one of the three entities, three gods. So God the Father, God the Son, and the third is the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. So these three, Thalatha, Trinity, they make one God. How? I don't understand how. But they say the word Trinity is a term used to denote the Christian doctrine that God exists as a unity of three distinct persons. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Each of the persons is distinct from the other, yet identical in essence. They say, in other words, each is fully divine in nature, but each is not the totality of the other persons of the Trinity. Each has a will, loves, and says I and you when speaking. The Father is not the same person as the Son, who is not the same person as the Holy Spirit, who is not the same person as the Father. Each is divine, yet there are not three gods, but one God. This is what they believe. Okay. I don't want you to mock at it because we're not allowed to make fun of the false beliefs of other people. There's something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not allow us to do. The only reason why I'm mentioning this to you is so that you understand why Allah says, لَقَدْ kafara. I mean, these are harsh words. That such people have committed kufr who say that Allah is the third of three. This is kufr. This is not iman. This is absolutely wrong. Allah cannot be one of three gods. If you say that He is one of three gods, then where were those three gods before Isa was sent to the earth? Before He was created in the womb of His mother? Then Allah was one of two gods? Where were those three gods before there was no Holy Spirit? Before there was no Holy Ghost? When we say that at the beginning, it was only Allah and no one else but Allah. Then there was only one God, that means. And if there was only one God at the beginning, then there's only one God now. How is it possible that over time, it's been divided into three? How is it possible? So those who say that Allah is the third of three, this is kufr, because this is in reality shirk. This is shirk. Saying that someone else is also God, is polytheism. And this is why Allah says, وَمَا مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ إِلَّا إِلَٰهُ وَاحِدٍ And there is no God except one God. وَإِلَّمْ يَنْتَهُ And if they do not stop, if they do not stop what they are saying, that there are three gods, or that Allah is one of three, if they do not desist from this, عَمَّا يَقُولُونَ From what they say, لَيَمَسَّنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ Surely, a painful punishment is going to afflict those who disbelieve amongst them. Meaning those who say this, thalatha, who say, who believe in the concept of trinity, then for such people, Allah says there is adabun alim, a painful punishment. And we see that this belief, it doesn't have basis even in their own scriptures, which is why there are many people amongst the Christians who reject this, who don't accept it. I mean, there's so much literature out there completely negating this false belief of trinity. And their evidence is in fact in the scripture which contradict it. For example, in Deuteronomy 6.4 we learn that Isa he said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The Lord is one. وَمَا مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ إِلَّا There is only one God. And the fact is that if Isa if he worshipped Allah, then he was not God. 
And we find numerous examples of this. In Matthew 16.39 we learn, going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed. Meaning he did sajda, he prostrated and he prayed. Who? Isa a.s. To who? To Allah. So if he is worshipping Allah, how can he be God? God doesn't worship God. God doesn't need worship. He requires the worship of others. If he worships, that means he is weak. He needs someone else. And if he needs someone else, how can he fulfill the needs of others? أَفَلَا يَتُوبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ Allah says, will they not repent to Allah? وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَ And seek forgiveness from Him. وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ And Allah is forgiving and merciful. Open invitation to repentance. That when you realize that this is wrong, it's illogical, it doesn't make sense, it contradicts the book, it contradicts aql, then why don't you leave it? Why don't you give it up? Why don't you do tawbah from it? Why don't you seek Allah's forgiveness for it? Yatubuna from tawbah. What does tawbah mean? Repentance. That to leave the wrong action and go to Allah. So why don't they do tawbah from it? That they abandon the false belief of Trinity. They disassociate themselves from it. They say, I don't believe in it. They declare it. And they say that I only believe in Allah. Why don't they do this tawbah? Why don't they declare it? Because many people, they have this understanding in their minds, in their hearts. They understand that, yeah, this is illogical. It doesn't make sense. But they don't do tawbah. They don't leave it. They don't leave it. And if they've left it, they don't turn to Allah. Turning to Allah means confessing, declaring that Allah is one. I believe that He is the only one who deserves worship. And until a person makes this declaration, he hasn't done tawbah, he hasn't repented. So, أَفَلَا يَتُوبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَ They seek forgiveness. Seek forgiveness from what? For the shirk they committed in the past. For their calling upon Isa salam, for their believing in multiple gods, for their believing in others besides Allah. They should say sorry to Allah. You know like if we have said something really wrong about someone, is it enough to just stop saying it? No. You have to apologize to them as well. You have to say sorry to them. So until a person declares his belief in the oneness of Allah, and he seeks forgiveness from Allah for the shit that he committed, it's not enough. So, أَفَلَا يَتُوبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ And Allah is forgiving and merciful. So what's holding you back? What's stopping you? Why are you delaying? If it doesn't make sense, it's illogical, leave it already. Go to Allah. Say sorry to Him. Go close to Him. مَا الْمَسِيحُ بْنُ مَرْيَمَ The Messiah, the son of Maryam, was not إِلَّا رَسُولٌ Except a messenger. Meaning he was only a messenger. And messengers are who? Human beings. قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلِ And before him, many messengers passed before. وَأُمُّهُ صَدِّيقًا And his mother was a supporter of truth. He was a human being, a messenger. Many messengers came before him. Yes, he was a very righteous man. And that means he was a human being. That doesn't mean you make him divine. That doesn't mean you exalt him to the status of God. No, you don't do that. Likewise, his mother, yes, she was a very pious woman, very righteous woman, very truthful woman. But that doesn't mean you exalt her to the status of God. That you start worshipping her. You start asking her for help. You think that she has some divine attributes. No, she doesn't. She was Siddiqa, definitely. And who is Siddiqa? Siddiqa is a woman. 
who is very, very truthful. So much so that what she does, what she says is all true. And she doesn't just say it, she doesn't just do it, but she also supports it. She also upholds it. So she was Siddiqa. She did not do any khiyana. She never uttered any lie. Whether it was about her chastity or about the scriptures, nothing. She never uttered any lie. She was very, very truthful. And she supported the truth by believing in it, by confirming it. Like we learn in Surah Al-Tahreem, ayah 12, وَصَدَّقَتْ بِكَلِمَاتِ رَبِّهَا وَكُتُبِهِ Maryam, she confirmed the truthfulness of the words of Allah and His scriptures. وَكَانَتْ مِنَ الْقَانِتِينَ And she was of the devoutly obedient. So you should follow her. Look at how she was a supporter of truth. Because when you believe in the truth, when you uphold it, you are supporting the truth. But when you don't believe in it, you don't follow it, then you're not supporting the truth. Allah says, كَانَ يَأْكُلَانِ الطَّعَامِ Both of them, mother and son, Maryam and Isa a.s. Both of them, they used to eat food. So if they ate food, what does that mean? They were human beings. Now, there are many other qualities that human beings possess. Why do you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this quality to prove that they were human beings? That they both used to eat food. God is provider. He doesn't need sustenance like creation does. So if they ate, it meant they needed. What other reason? If you eat, that means you digest. Your body takes the nutrition from the food. You grow, you heal, or you suffer, and you defecate, and God is above that. The one who eats means that he is weak. Think about it. When you're fasting and you haven't eaten for 10 hours, 12 hours, then what happens to you? What happens to you? You become like a different person. Irrational, sometimes very angry. That the one who needs food cannot survive without food. He needs the food to move on, to live on. Because he needs the energy, he needs the nutrition, without which he will get tired, without which eventually he will die. Literally. If a creation doesn't eat food for a long period of time, what will happen? He'll die, starve to death. And think about it. If you need something, and somebody else needs something as well, that same thing. You need it, and somebody else needs it too. And they ask you for it. Would you give it? Okay, you'll share some. But can you give everything? You can't. Because there's a conflict of interest, right? You need it, they need it. So, if they were needy of food, how can they provide to others? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ghani, above every need. He is rich. And this is the reason why He is God. Because He is the giver. He gives. That Allah is above all of these weaknesses of dependence on others, of tiredness, of needing something in order to survive. No, He is ghani, He is above everything. So, كَانَ يَأْكُلَانِ الطَّعَامِ And also if you think about it, those who need food, they are always busy with the food. If you think about it, why does your dad go to work? Because he needs to bring money so that you can buy what? Food. Why is your mom at home? 
and not working or doing something else because she has to stay home so that she can do everything. And one of the most important things she does is what? Prepare food. And then you're doing this all day, morning, lunchtime, dinner time, and then in between snacks and tea breaks and so on and so forth. So if somebody gets busy in eating and drinking, how can they have time for others? They can't have time for others. Many times what happens? You are supposed to be helping other people out, doing some work, but you need a break. You need that tea break. You need to take time for your lunch. Because if you don't take that, you can't do your work. You can't help others. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is above this. And He alone is above this. Everything of our lives, it revolves around what? Eating. If we didn't have to eat, we wouldn't go to work. People wouldn't farm. There would be no agriculture. Probably no business either. I mean, people wouldn't need others. So many things would be missing from this dunya because we didn't need to eat. So, كَانَ يَأْكُلَانِ الطَّعَامِ انظر, Look, كَيْفَ نُبَيِّنُ لَهُمُ الْآيَاتِ How we clarify to them the signs, the evidences, the proofs. ثُمَّنْظُرْ Then look, أَنَّا يُؤْفَكُونَ How they're deluded. يُؤْفَكُونَ From Hamza فَاكَافِ If it's to turn. So how they are turned. I mean, they see the truth. They understand it. Yeah, it's amazing. They're deluded. قُلْ Say to them, أَتَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ Do you worship besides Allah? مَا لَا يَمْلِكُ لَكُمْ ضَرًّا That which does not have any power for you to harm, meaning He doesn't have any power to harm you, وَلَا نَفْعًا nor benefit. They have no power to benefit you. You are worshipping someone who cannot save you from harm, who cannot benefit you in any way. Because this is the reality of every being that is worshipped besides Allah. It cannot protect you from any harm, and it cannot give you any kind of benefit. Even Isa salam, even Muhammad wasallam, he was a human being. If he could save people from harm, then his uncle would not have died in the battle. Hamza radiallahu anhu. If he could save people from harm, he wouldn't have buried most of his children himself in his life. If he could save people from harm, then he would save himself from harm first. So this is the reality of everyone besides Allah. They cannot protect you from harm and they cannot benefit you. So Allah says, why do you worship them? Wallahu was Samir al-Alim. And Allah, He alone is a Samir and al-Alim. The one who hears and the one who knows. And the one who hears and knows, He can help you, He can protect you, He can save you. Because no one else is a Samir and al-Alim. They may hear some things, they may know of some things, but not everything. And when that is the case, they cannot save you, they cannot help you. قُلْ يَا أَهْلَ الْكِتَابِ Say, O people of the book, لَا تَغْلُوا فِي دِينِكُمْ Do not exceed limits in your religion. غَيْرَ الْحَقِّ Beyond the truth. لَا تَغْلُوا From غُلُو We have done this word earlier as well, غَيْنْ لَا Which is to cross limits. So do not cross limits of your deen, غَيْرَ الْحَقِّ Beyond the truth. Because then you will be entering into falsehood. If you exaggerate the truth, if you blow it out of proportion, it won't be reality anymore. It will become falsehood then. So for example, in your love for Isa salam, in your respect for Muhammad wasallam, if you praise them, praise them, praise them, and ascribe to them certain qualities and attributes which are not theirs, then you will take them to a level which they don't actually deserve. 
instead of haq it will become batil so la taghlu fi dinikum ghayra al haq wala tattabi'u and do not follow ahwa'a qaumin the desires of a people which people qad dallu min qablu who had gone astray before don't follow the whims of certain people who were misguided from before what is this referring to basically many false beliefs that entered into christianity came from where from the people of the book exaggerating the level of the prophets and the righteous amongst them and also imitating others that we see that most of their false beliefs came from pagan beliefs because as they went out and met with different people learned about various religions and they're like wow this sounds good so let's include this somehow in our faith so that if it's similar others will accept it they will also become christian they will believe so to make the deen likable to others what did they do they mixed things into the deen converting it from truth into falsehood you see instead of following others those who have been given the scripture should be leading others but when they don't have confidence in the scripture when they're not proud of it then what happens they water down the truth they change it they alter it just so that other people will like it and when they will like it then they might accept it so allah says stop following the desires of other people who are misguided why are you following misguided people pagans worshippers of idols why are you following them you should be following the scripture that allah gave wa adallu kathiran and the people who were before you they were misguided and they misguided many wa adallu an sawa'is sabil and they strayed from the correct way so you are looking up to misguided people you should be looking up to what allah has sent to you you should be firm adherence of that like for example if you look at this concept of trinity three gods being one if you look at greek mythology there's the concept of multiple gods over there right likewise in rome there were jupiter neptune pluto various gods but in many various cultures and religions of the past we see this concept of three gods it was very common for instance it is said in indian religion there is a trinitarian group of brahma vishnu and shiva in egyptian religion there was a group of nephthas and osiris if i'm pronouncing correctly in greece there were zeus poseidon and edonius if i have said it correctly in babylonia and assyria there were something something and something so trinities of gods existed in many cultures before so when they came across these various cultures they tried to adopt their beliefs why to assimilate with them so that maybe people will accept it and this is not just with regards to the concept of trinity many things for example christmas christmas it is said in the catholic encyclopedia 1911 that christmas was not among the earliest festivals on the church the first evidence of the feast is from egypt it is said in the scriptures no one is recorded to have kept a feast or held a great banquet on his birthday it is only sinners like pharaoh and herod who make great rejoicings over the day in which they were born into this world so they celebrated their birthdays and when the christians came across these people they're like you know what we should also celebrate the birthday of 
Isa a.s. And today, many Muslims, what do they think? There are three Eids. There is also Eid Miladun Nabi, the Mawlid, that celebrate the birthday of the Prophet ﷺ, and which historically, we know that that date for sure, the Prophet ﷺ died on. But was that the date that he was born on? There is difference of opinion. So it's almost as if people are for sure celebrating his death day, but not really his birthday. But this is what? Imitation of others. Somebody sent me a text message recently, it's in Urdu, that's why I'm not going to share it with you, but just the gist of it, was basically comparison between a Hindu and a Muslim. That a Hindu is saying to the Muslim, that you call me kafir, and look at you. I go to the shrine, you go to the shrine too. Shrines of the dead, okay, where the dead are buried, of course many Muslims go. And people think it's actually very pious to go. They say, I go and offer charity and stuff over there, and you go and offer things over there too. And many comparisons are made. Then what's the difference between you and I? Why do you call me kafir? If you yourself are doing the same thing. So, this is a reality that many from those who apparently believe, what happens is that they get influenced by others instead of influencing them. And when does it happen? When their knowledge of the book is weak, when their understanding of the scripture is weak, when they don't know the book themselves, they don't know what is right and wrong, then every glittery thing seems nice. And they're like, yeah, let's do it as well. We should also do it. So Allah says, why do you follow them? Don't follow them. You shouldn't be changing the deen to please people. Nor can you attain guidances by using your logic or some philosophy. You have to have the correct kind of faith. You have to be confident about your deen. Realize that the religion of Allah, that is the best. Because Allah knows the best. He is the most truthful. And He is the most well-wishing and sincere to us. So whatever He has commanded us, that is the best. So let's accept it and not change it. We listen to the recitation of these ayahs. لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْمَسِيحُ بْنُ مَرْيَمُ وَقَالَ الْمَسِيحُ يَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ رَبِّي وَرَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةَ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارُ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارُ وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنصَارٍ لَقَدْ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ ثَالِثُ ثَلَاثَةٍ وَمَا مِنْ إِلَٰهٍ إِلَّا إِلَٰهٌ وَاحِدٌ وَإِن لَّمْ يَنْتَهُوا عَمَّا يَقُولُونَ لَيَمَسَّنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ أَفَلَا يَتُوبُونَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَيَسْتَغْفِرُونَهُ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ مَا الْمَسِيحُ بْنُ مَرْيَمَ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ قَدْ خَلَتْ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ الرُّسُلُ وَأُمُّهُ صِدِّيقَةٌ وَأُمُّهُ صِدِّيقَةٌ كَانَا يَأْكُلَانِ الطَّعَامِ أُنظُرْ كَيْفَ 
يبين لهم الآيات ثم انظر أنا يؤفكون قل أتعبدون من دون الله ما لا يملك لكم ضرا ولا نفعا والله هو السميع العليم قل يا أهل الكتاب لا تغلوا في دينكم غير الحق ولا تتبعوا أهواء قوم قد ضلوا من قبل وأضلوا كثيرا وضلوا وضلوا عن سواء السبيل 